Now is the time to accelerate innovation. T-Mobile for Business is powering Formula One Las Vegas Grand Prix operations and epic fan experiences with secure, reliable 5G connectivity. Because an event this big and this fast deserves a network that can set the pace. See what our 5G advanced network solutions can do for your business at T-Mobile.com slash now. View 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. Introducing the first ever Grand Highlander, a mid-sized SUV with the ideal combination of space, performance, style, and advanced tech. The roomy Grand Highlander boasts three spacious rows with available seating for up to eight. It's available 362 horsepower. Hybrid Max powertrain on limited and platinum trims delivers the power, acceleration, and efficiency so your family can take on any adventure. There's even a standard digital key, a panoramic view mirror, and a 12.3-inch multimedia touchscreen so you always arrive on time. Live life grander in the first-ever Toyota Grand Highlander. Learn more at toyota.com slash Grand Highlander. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to HelpMyGamblingProblem.org for free confidential services. NFL Total Access is a production of the NFL in partnership with iHeartRadio. It's Wednesday, March 8th, and you're listening to NFL Total Access. The podcast. Those are the voices of today's special guests. Voice number one is the co-host of NFL Total Access, the broadcast, and the NFL Explained podcast. He's the man who is mostly responsible for getting me all hyped up yesterday about the possibility of Lamar Jackson to the Jets. He's the sweet potato kid. Mike Yam, welcome back. Yammer. Uh, can I, I haven't done a pod with MJD before. This is a first. For this you. is awesome. I didn't even know you were going to be here today. Let's roll. Really? Yeah. That's crazy. Voice number two said, thanks for giving away voice number two. Voice number two <laughs> said yesterday that he needs to get to three appearances on the podcast, and then he'd be all right, which I assume, Mike, is his way of saying that this, his third appearance, will be his final I was appearance. Say his last uh, one. We'll make it a good one <laughs> for the former NFL rushing champ, the all pro, the man who will jaggressively brewing any conversation you're having. Wow, that's really bad. I can't believe I just did that. Uh, and we love him for it. He's Maurice Jones-Drew. Welcome back, MJD. Thank you. Third time's a charm. I am your host, NFL Network senior writer, Andrew Levy, and we will begin with a quick retraction from yesterday. Mike, you weren't here, but it, it involves your Giants. I erroneously reported that Giants running back Saquon Barkley had been given the exclusive franchise tag. He was, in fact, given the non-exclusive franchise tag, which, rather importantly, allows him to negotiate with other teams. Giants, of course, would have a chance to match any offer that Saquon receives elsewhere or let Saquon go in exchange for two first-round picks or the equivalent of two first-round picks. Very important to clear that up considering the stature and the staggering ability of number 26. Okay, on today's show, Maurice Jones-Drew is transformed into his alter ego, Indiana Jones-Drew. MJD, sorry, Indy, will be the leading man in three movies today, The Raiders of the Lost Spark in which he'll dig up the perfect preseason plan for his Raiders. The Temple of Groomed QBs, ugh, in which he'll assess if Jordan Love can save the day in Green Bay. And the last QB trade, 
Ech, in which Indy will assess the trade value of one Lamar Jackson. Three-picture deal. That's big time, MJD. Yeah, it's a lot. Yeah, it's congratulations. Lot. I think we could have workshopped those titles better, yeah. yeah. But uh, Are you paying you know, extra for the such, film or no? No, it's all in one deal. <laughs> such terrible, is the ace. Terrible agent. Bad, but you, are bad you representing agent. yourself? No. Okay. That's the problem. <laughs> Yeah, the Hollywood studio system you know, moved those through very quickly. I really think we could have done better on the titles. I like the uh, Raiders of the Lost Spark. That's good. I look forward to hearing that one. Okay, uh, Bucky Brooks is our market analyst today, and he's on NFL Prospect Stock Watch, whose stock rose and whose stock fell after going public at the scouting combine. Bucky will interview the recently reinstated Calvin Ridley, who, to the delight of MJD, who is smiling wide right now, will wear a Jags uniform this season and has guaranteed how many receiving yards? Stay tuned for that answer. Plus, a draft day one round of what should they do dun, 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 in the AFC South. Ridley's Jags, MJD's Jags, at 24. The Texans, of course, have the second and the 12th selections. The Titans sit there at 11. And, of course, the Colts at 4. This isn't a mock draft, everybody. It's a shock draft. And finally, what should the Giants the Cowboys and the Eagles do in free agency. What? No love for the other team in the NFC East? How Who? dare they? Yeah, exactly. But first, they may win it. This. When you have a great quarterback, when you make a great decision in the draft, you know, and I think we I think Lamar has done a great job in terms of developing as a quarterback and winning football games and competing and doing all the things that he does. I feel like we've done a great job in terms of uh bringing out the best in Lamar over the years. And uh, and it's just evident in the way he plays, you know? And so he's my quarterback. He's my guy. I love him. And uh, as a coach, I just, I'm looking forward to seeing it get done, but it's not easy. You know, it's never easy. It's the business part of it. So, but I'm really hopeful and excited, fervently hopeful, and I uh, can't wait for it to get done. John Harbaugh seemed, guys, to make it clear what he wanted to happen at QB this season for the Ravens. But now with the non-exclusive franchise tag applied to number eight. Who should go all in and make a move for number eight? Mike Yam, you get the first shot at this. I, I've been saying this. I feel like I am on a complete island right now when I say it should be the Jets, and I don't even think there's much of a conversation. I get it. I brought this up to you yesterday in the meeting, MJD, and you're like poo-pooing this, like, hey, it's in the conference. I, I get that aspect of it and the concern there, but – it's abundantly clear that these two sides can't come to an agreement on on some sort of deal, which is why he got the non-exclusive tag. He's going to shop the offer. All it takes is one team to go all in. The Jets wouldn't be the first, and they're not going to be the last to potentially overpay. And I don't even think that's that much of an overpayment here if you figure out how to get this guy exactly what he wants. He's 26 years old. He's a, an MVP, a ton of tread still on those tires. Where you go with Aaron Rodgers – I don't even know if Rodgers is in the top five in the AFC as a quarterback if, if he ends up in, in gang green. And how many years is that? One, two years? Like, I just think there's... He's 39 now, so it's a fair question to ask. And what are we going to do? Have this conversation every single year? He clearly likes to be the center of attention. To me, Lamar in New York, it makes sense. MJD, you did in fact poo-poo that. Is that a technical term? Uh, with Mike yesterday, uh, you poo-pooed it very Ooh, hard on this that. show. I had to wear a raincoat. You poo-pooed it yeah. so hard on this show. You just don't see it happening because of casting, because of coaching roster, because of Nathaniel Hackett. I, I, well, I, I think Nathaniel Hackett needs to prove himself that he can coach other than Aaron Rodgers, right? And, and the, the biggest thing is this. It's not necessarily Nathaniel Hackett. It's more on the Baltimore Ravens side. We talked about Aaron Rodgers coming into the AFC being one of the top nine quarterbacks there, possibly being one like one of the top nine. Baltimore, you have one of those guys. Yeah. He's probably like fifth. 
fourth or fifth in this situation, maybe higher. Right, his record states that he's probably higher than most. What we probably, probably put Mahomes, Burrow, Allen, and maybe Herbert top four, or well, does well, Lamar get that. the I jump think, over I think, Herbert? I think Lamar's record he may be two. He may be two because of his that record, list. right? If you look at it, because so Mahomes, Mahomes clearly number one. I think Mahomes and Lamar. And so, if you're the Baltimore Ravens, why would you let that go? When you know that this this league is built off of the quarterback situation, I agree. And even though we don't agree with on a on a business side of it. We can work towards that deal now. Okay, so hold on a second, MJD. I'm so sorry to interrupt. No, you're good. Um, but the question: Who should go all in? The Baltimore Ravens. Says the Jets. You are saying the Baltimore Ravens. Baltimore Ravens. I'm, it makes no sense to let a guy uh, take it from a guy who's played with some some decent quarterbacks yeah. and then some really bad ones. Yeah. You need that position. Yeah. I was in the same division as Peyton Manning. Yeah. They won it every year because of Peyton Manning. When Peyton Manning wasn't there for that year, they went two and fourteen. Yeah. Right before they were going fourteen and two, so yeah. the quarterback rather, means a ton, right? So, so why would I allow a guy that I know can win us games out of the building? I, it just doesn't make sense. You have to find a way to mend this situation. And what I always tell people, and, and I'll say this on air, is that when you have a guy, it's better to pay him early because if you wait and lag on, yeah, the, the, the prices it high. keeps going up. And then so they can tag him and and say we're going to match and do all this uh-huh. stuff. And knowing that no one's going to negotiate with Lamar Jackson, even though we we could say the, the Washington Commanders should, should offer the house. Well, you know what? Do you mind indulging me for a moment? I would. And, and expound would on that? I love the sound of this. All he has to do is, what, 34.9 miles from Baltimore yeah. to D.C.? Let's make it happen. Can you make a case for this? I, I can. I mean, the thing, again, there, you're going to get two first-round picks, which will be this year next year. There's no quarterback in the draft like this, and you're talking about a young Sam Howell that really has no experience. Why wouldn't I go and do that knowing that I'm a quarterback away with Terry McLaurin, Antonio Gibson? Uh, We have to build our offensive lineup, but you know what? We can do that with second-round picks going the other way. We have a staple in our situation. There's another team, right? You could say the Dolphins could do it. There's a bunch of teams you could say, but again, Miami, why would you allow that? And that's the question – or not Miami, but Baltimore. Why would you allow that type of player out of your building – Regardless of dislikes or likes or what's going on, his his talent, his ability to win games is more important than anything else. And you want to keep that in there. Dr. Freud, your wife is on line three. What about Miami? You accidentally put it in the room, yeah. but is there something to be said for that case? I think Miami is where he's from. It's a team that obviously with you don't know kind of how Tua's uh, concussion situation right. is. They, right? they the, say all the right things, they, they, and I'm so glad that they're supporting the kid, but I don't see that as a sustainable, viable future. No, Do you? No, not at all. And then imagine Lamar Jackson throwing to Tyreek Hill. Crazy. <sighs> right? To Jalen Waddell. You, you're talking, they already had the fastest team in the league before they had added him. Now you're adding Using another... his legs in that offense? Exactly. Using his legs, and we used to, we saw what in they used weather. to do in KC where Patrick Mahomes does have an uncanny, wonderful ability to extend plays and move the pocket to get Tyreek to his second and third move. Oh, my. Exactly. What, what would Lamar do with that? And I don't... I mean, that, again, there, those are... But if I'm Baltimore, why would I allow anyone to think that? No. Okay, but here's the thing. It, let's say you're absolutely right. You're a man of logic and sense. Your father told you uh, you either get paid now or you get paid later. Either way, you get paid. Right. Or either way, you pay. You, you pay, yeah. Well, think about this. If Lamar holds on, if he doesn't get paid this year, Joe Burrow's deal is going to get done. Justin Herbert's deal is yep. going to get done. Jalen Hurts' deal is going to get done. Now we're in the 60s. Now we're talking in the 60s. You're right. Right. Then let's say we wait another year. I'm sure there'll be other quarterbacks right. that come through Salary this cap Salary will go cap up goes. a little bit. So at the end of the day, it's, it's, it's very simple. He's going to get paid. Either it's going to be by Baltimore 
this year or next year or someone else after that. But now I have to turn back again. to Mike Ann because the fact is what you're saying makes perfect logical sense, but what is happening is not logical and it's not sensical. Is that a word? It yeah. is now. Because the fact is they have let him out of the yeah. building ostensibly. He's out of the building now, shopping his talents around the NFL. Now you have said, and you've made it quite clear, MJD, that most of the teams are kind of like, uh, small c colluding on this and are not going to sort of do the work of Steve Bashotti and Eric DaCosta for them. But the fact is, he is out of the building. They've let him out of the building. So why shouldn't a team like the Jets, like the Commanders, or somebody else go all in on him? And why won't... I ex fully expect that they, to happen. They should. And by the way... MJD, what about the Raiders? What about your Raiders? With Josh, I don't, I don't know. Uh, the wrong coach? Not a good fit. Do, there's mean, a shrug, I'm there's a, a smile, a there's a twinkle. Fan. I'm not a big fan of the Raiders and what they're doing right now. Okay, so. fair enough. Yeah, but like I think what MJD was talking about makes perfect sense. Who's the team that should go all in? It's the Ravens. I didn't say that team because they've had the opportunity had for the, over for two a year years to go the and do it, and they just haven't. So uh, I like the Washington pick, by the way. I had said that to oh, Drew before we got out here, and Washington I was thinking I, we looked it up, $15 million of cap space currently. Which so it's simply really not them, enough. Yeah, I don't think that puts them in the running. But, but look, I mean, maybe they get creative, and I'm sure there's always ways to, to finagle, make some cuts, and, and make it work. But the point is, with Eric Bieniemy, by the way, you got to be kidding me. Let's roll. I, I just don't <laughs> understand why it's not done just yet. And I think, Drew, you make a really good point. It could have been done. It hasn't been done. And by all accounts, the non-exclusive franchise tag has made it clear. Go shop. We'll potentially match. You said this yesterday on Total Access. They'll match the deal. But what if one team says, you know what? All the reasons why MJD said you got to go all in, the wins, the talent, where he's ranked in the grand scheme of things, the MVP, how he's so damn dynamic. We all agree with all of those things. I think there's a team that's willing to overpay for it, and then I think it becomes a question Baltimore is going to be in a tougher spot yeah. and we'll have to match. I think we talked to Mike Garofolo yesterday, and, you know, I think him saying, yeah, there's a chance they won't match, like, then everyone gets fired. If they don't match. <laughs> if you don't match, you're not going to go to the playoffs next year. It's, it's going to be it's, it's going to be very simple. And in this situation, you're, you're, you have to compete with Josh Allen, Joe Burrow in your division, Deshaun Watson in your division, the Pittsburgh Steelers, in your division, let alone the Kansas City Chiefs, the Miami Dolphins who beat you guys last year. Like, there's so many things that he kept you in games with, yeah. and you and you lost. And they lost a lot of games in the fourth quarter as well. But when they didn't have him, they weren't winning either. Yeah. And okay. so, okay, so hold on a second, MJD. I want you to put yourself in the player's shoes, Mike. I would say that you and I could do it, but we'd look like a little girl in mama's heels. Yeah, yeah. The fact is, I'm put yourself in Lamar's shoes. He is representing himself. Mm -hmm. So if he goes on these trips. It's not going to be a contingent uh, flying to him like uh, Jets to Rodgers. He'll go and visit with a team or two or three or four. And, and when he does that, each trip will be accompanied with a spiritual lift. Uh, a, a young man who is evaluating and imagining the possibilities of a fresh start, of a new place, of a new uniform, of a new team, of a new fan base who embraces you, a whole new career, a new chapter in your career. Oh my God, we're going to have a fresh start in X city. And then Bashadi and Eric DaCosta come back and say, we're going to match the deal. And he's right back where he started. Spiritually, isn't that a little bit of a kick in the blank? It is, but but again, like you know because that because he's the one who was out there making the deals, well, not a, not a, not a, an agent, not a manager. No, no, no. I don't think it, I think none of that has to do with it. Like you really don't. When you you have an agent, like guy for for me, I'm very I was very emotional as a player, so I needed an agent because I I wouldn't I wasn't able to 
go from the business side to the playing side. Yes, because there are certain things that they'll say, like, well, you he doesn't do X, right? Then I would take that you personal. You know your limits. So you got to have your eight, right? Yeah. I think Bobby Wagner has done a great job of, of negotiating his own deal. He just negotiated a big deal with the, yeah. the Rams. And then they parted ways. They mutually agreed yeah. that this wasn't going to work. Yeah, let's not for, forget for that Bobby room. Wagner is sitting there on that free agency list, and he just made second team yeah. all-pro again this past season. So, so I, I think there's, there's certain guys that can do it. And I think when you talk about Lamar, it's very simple. Like, this is where player is. This is where the highest player is, right? Guaranteed money, which is Deshaun Watson at $230 million. Okay, this is what he did, right? This is where the average AP, the APY average per year. I think now it's, a, I don't know who the top guy is now, but whoever it may be. It was Mahomes at one point. I think now it's someone else. Who cares? This is where I am, right? And this is where I'm expecting to be. It's yeah. very, That's a very simple negotiation. There is no if ands, or buts about it. And so what, what, what comes down to it is, is a team willing to do all this hard work to try to get Lamar to – because it's not just, hey, we're negotiating a contract. I got to make sure my system fits what, you're, what you do well. Yes. I have to make sure my coaches are comfortable with you. I have to make sure all these things that are going on work. It's not just, hey, we're signing a great player. We put him in here. Does he fit our locker room? Does he fit our city? Right? All the other things that you're looking for that come with it that you say Lamar has to do, the team has to do as well, that's a lot of due diligence to do on a player that after you get a deal done, a team can just say, okay, we'll just take that deal and go. And that's why I, that's why I think you see a lot of teams saying they're not interested. It's not that they're not interested in the player. They're not interested in doing all the work that comes with it to bring him in our building and to change everything around. Do you think Lamar demands a number one APY average per year, or he just wants to be in he's that the next top guy three, up. that top four, that top five? So, so he's the next man up. Ergo, he has to be number one. No, come yeah, on. Yeah, I think that's I think faulty, so. I think so logic. because this is what I would say. He missed Kyler seven Murray, games last year. He missed seven games the year. That's before. That's fine. Kyler Murray had his record is nowhere near his. Okay, Mike, I, I'm cheating off of you in class. I can see that you pulled down the list. What is the list? Lamar, Lamar, by the way, should get paid because he is next up, especially when I give you the average per year on Here the guys we go. That Let's are on hear the top. it. Let's hear it. Aaron Rodgers, who, by the way, if he goes to the Jets, I don't know if he's in the top five of quarterbacks. The list that you gave before, you forgot Trevor Lawrence. I'll throw his name in. Oh, the we mix. threw Trevor Lawrence um, in yesterday. Yeah, we, we didn't did. miss T. Long. Uh, Rodgers, 50.3. Russell Wilson, 49. Kyler Murray, 46.1. Deshaun Watson, 46. Mahomes, 45. Allen, 43. Daniel Jones now. 40 at along with so Dak Daniel Jones is seventh at 40 yes. along with Dak so yep. they're and seventh Dak. and eighth so, so Lamar you're right. so, so he's number the next one guy up. Hell yeah, he he's is. the next guy up so he should be number one the top number again was Michael 50 point huh. 50.3 Aaron Rodgers Aaron Rodgers 50.3 Lamar Jackson uh would like to be north of that and you believe that he deserves to be north of that he's 26 he had what he has 42 wins and 19 losses he's been an MVP he's been to the playoffs every year before this year, they were going. They were getting better. They lost in the wild card round, and they lost in the divisional round. This was supposed to be the year they go to the AFC Championship game. He gets hurt because of whatever. He gets hurt. He's not able to play. It's how it goes down. But to me, again, when you look at those lists, right? Because again, you got to remember, you think Joe Burrow is going to get less than fifty million? No, nope, not a penny. Do less. you think Jalen Hurts, after what he did, is going to get less than fifty million? No. Do you think Justin Herbert's going to? Do you less think than Justin Herbert's going to get less than fifty? Right, like the money. All of a sudden, it, it becomes. You might as well get this deal done and figure it out. Okay, Lamar, if I can get you a four-year deal for $200 million fully guaranteed, if that's going to be okay, that's fine. If it's not, then we got to figure it out, right? Like, we could be some incentives to get you up or whatever it may be, but you have to figure out a way to get him in this building because at the end of the day, all the stuff that we talked about, you know what matters most? What? Winning. Okay. And, and he, can you build a winning team around a guy who gobbles up that much? You, you were you were I, I, Lamar, about the Daniel Jones. Yeah, chunk. I think that's what Lamar can because who has he had on his roster? 
Who's he had on his offensive roster that's helped him? Yeah, they really haven't, if we're being fair, yeah. built yeah. around him the way that they need to. Yeah. So, final word on this. We simply don't have an answer, but you believe that the Ravens should go all in. You believe that ultimately, whether it's a matching deal, <clears throat> whether it's having him play on the non-exclusive franchise tag, and then maybe tagging him again next year, the fact is he will be in a Ravens uniform, according to Maurice Jones-Drew. I will give you a, something that I've never told anyone Here on we this go. podcast. Here we go. Are you, I held, it? Are you about to give us oh, a yeah. guarantee? No, no, no. I held out in 2012. The Jags, we were there. We disagreed on on money. I felt like I should have been paid much more than what I was being paid, and I I, I think everything the the stats and everything proved that that was 80 for like 52 percent of the offense that year, or something insane. Um, and they disagreed, so I held out. And the team said, "Well, you know, if he's not on the board." He can catch it. You know, this train is leaving the station. And, and my response through my agent was, well, there's 31 other trains. And they were like, well, go go find out. Go see what can happen. And they started getting calls because they, 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 they devalued. Because, again, I'm in-house. Normally, like most people, we don't. The people that are in your building, the people that are in your home, you don't care as much for as you see something shinier outside. Of course. Um, multiple offers came to the Jacks. Multiple offers with second-round picks, second-plus uh, players, different things that Jack said no every time. So I'm telling you from experience that just because a team says go out there and look doesn't mean that said team actually means that, right? And I think a lot of teams will do that. And this is just in my my experience alone, there were multiple teams, Detroit, Washington, uh, a lot of teams in the NFC came and wanted, they were willing to trade with the Jags, and the Jags wouldn't trade me. So, so, uh, so for your front office at that time, it was bluster. It was a bluff, and you called him on it. Exactly. So, again, this is all this is to me. All I see it as, and, and at that time, I think I might have been like 27, right? So I wasn't, I was a 27-year-old running back, yeah. not a 26-year-old quarterback in my prime, just won the MVP, and been all world since I've been in the, in the league, right? So why, again, thinking off of that experience alone, why would the Ravens allow him to go somewhere else? The Ravens have allowed him to go somewhere they else. They're doing it this very moment. Yes, they are. No, they haven't. The they... process is allowing him to go somewhere else and, I and still allowing have, and somebody. I still have the ability to bring you back. So how yeah. am I allowing you to go but somewhere you, else? Because you're giving somebody the opportunity to to price you out. This you are thing. giving somebody else the is, chance is there? to be is illogical, there? to be nonsensical, to be too aggressive. But Lamar doesn't get to make that choice. Who makes that choice? Well, in the end, it's it's DaCosta and the Baltimore Ravens. So as long as I have a choice. You're never that really out the building. We'll let you go. Like I said, the, the Jags told me, hey, go find trades. Found a which, bunch which of them, you did. Did which I up, did. Did they up the, up the price for you? No, they just said no to everybody. People called no. They didn't even listen. No, no, not even negotiated it back. So, again, I'm telling you. You got stuck. You got yeah, stuck. I was, I was I, in my terms, I felt held, I was held hostage. Right? I couldn't go anywhere. I had to stay in Jacksonville, which, I again, publicly, the Baltimore Ravens are saying, hey, go out. Okay, you can do this. You can do that. But at the end of the day, I have the last say. So, so it kind of goes back to my question. That is a bit of a spiritual kick in the gut. Because yeah. you discovered during that process that, that the value that you had placed on yourself was absolutely the value that other teams saw in you. Yeah. It was your own franchise that failed to see it. Or at least failed to honor it. Well, no, they, they saw it. That's why they didn't want they to trade to me. They failed to honor it. Yeah, they failed to honor it, right? Which, again, so just because you can go out, like I said, just because you can go out and oh. do all this stuff... As long as I have the last say, the team has all the control. This hurts my heart. Uh, so in a perfect world for Maurice Jones-Drew, Lamar Jackson, number eight, the great eight, stays in purple and black. Perfect scenario for Michael Yam. 
Number eight changes uniforms. It's now white with green numbers, gangrene in New York. Of course, they're both wrong because the perfect scenario <laughs> is a 35-mile trip mm. to the Washington Commanders where he rocks the burgundy and gold until he retires a Hall of Famer for Washington. <laughs> That's obviously quite clear. Now is the time to accelerate innovation. T-Mobile for Business is powering Formula One Las Vegas Grand Prix operations and epic fan experiences with secure, reliable 5G connectivity. Because an event this big and this fast deserves a network that can set the pace. See what our 5G advanced network solutions can do for your business at T-Mobile.com slash now. View 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. What up, everyone? It's Lunchbox from The Bobby Bone Show, and I'm here to tell you the national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car, like a legendary Camry built for performance and available with all-wheel drive. You can count on your new Camry to get you anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. You are listening to NFL Total Access, the podcast. Andrew Levy with you on the day after the franchise tag window closed shut. Lamar tagged, Saquon tagged, and now the countdown to free agency begins. Gentlemen, this Sunday, free agency frenzy begins. And NFL Network has you covered with live breaking news on every transaction, league-wide rumors from our insiders, and expert analysis of every blockbuster deal. Free agency frenzy starts Sunday, this Sunday at 1 p.m. on NFL Network. I stole that from your slug, Mike Yam, in today's rundown. Next topic, free agency frenzy in the NFC East. Minus the commanders, incidentally. I'll be drafting a strongly worded letter to someone about this gross, negligent, and clearly intentional oversight. Okay, very quickly, guys, here we go. Just a few minutes on the clock. I want to start with the Dallas Cowboys, with the uh, overhyped and underperforming Dallas Cowboys. It's a 27-year narrative. Let's honor it. What's the best move that the Dallas Cowboys can make for Mike McCarthy, for Dak Prescott, for this fan base, for Jerry in the offseason, in free agency. Give me a name. Uh, I would say Orlando Brown Jr. Orlando Brown Jr. So O-line help is priority number one. It should be. I think I think it wouldn't be for the fan base it shouldn't be, but if you heard Mike McCarthy, he wants to run the football. 
He wants to – they've had the number one offense multiple years back-to-back with Kellen Moore, yet they can't finish games. Yep. How do you close out games? By running the you ball, be by able controlling to run, the clock, run by the, controlling the exactly. game script. Exactly. If you can control the game script, how do you do that? Offensive line mauling guys off the ball, you have to go get one of the top tackles in the game to come in. You can't continue to play with an injured left tackle, a rookie no, left tackle, or an old left tackle. How long ago was it that the Dallas Cowboys O-line was the envy of the NFL? It was, it was yesterday, no, right? It wasn't that it was long yesterday. ago. It was after them, it was the Colts, and both of them seemed to be mired in mediocrity at best. I'm surprised by you. MJD, I thought Orlando Brown Jr. was not the OBJ you were going to say. Yeah, I mean, I want you want to say OBJ, but you, what I think about it, you want to win. And the Cowboys roster, again, you can still go sign OBJ, but the Cowboys roster, their offensive line is depleted. But they haven't been the same since the absence, since the departure of Amari Cooper, correct? I would say, I would say, I, w- I wouldn't say correct. You wouldn't. Because they were still a top offense. They were number one offense this year. They haven't closed out games the way they needed to. They couldn't, they couldn't run the ball against the Niners. It was hard for them to run the ball against the Washington Commanders at the very end of the year. Yeah. They need to find a way to get their running game going. How do you do that? You got to get a better offensive line, a more cohesive offensive line. If you even look at the Kansas City Chiefs, for example, after they lost to the Cincinnati Bengals, they went to a more run heavy team. And they kind of went on a run five games straight, went into the playoffs, and they had that ability to let Patrick rest a little bit when they ran the football. Then he was able to do his magic, as they, obviously, as he got going. But they yeah. had to run the football first. If you're the Cowboys, you're a run game away from going to the championship. Uh, by the way, you're living in the past statistically. They were not the number one. They weren't even the number one offense in the NFC East. They were a top ten, maybe even a top five. But uh, KC was number one, and the Eagles, of course, were number one in the NFC East. But to your point, right. they were still an effective uh they were still. Well, two years ago, they were number yes, one. Absolutely. Yes, absolutely. They were still a very way, effective. Dak, if Dak's healthy the entire season, because the games where Dak was playing, I think they scored more points than anyone. So Twenty-nine plus. Yeah. They were. Size, they, but, they were. They were. They were just south of thirty yeah, when right. Dak was playing. The uh, the free agency move that the Cowboys need to make to finally match. Uh, production with hype. I'll go corner. Um, Bradbury, I'd love, well, first of all, I'd love to see him in a Giants uniform, but he's a free agent for the Eagles. I think that'd be a little bit of a, a, a twisted dagger yes. um, from a Dallas Weaken perspective. your divisional opponent. Yeah, I, I, I would go in that direction, and Michael Robinson has been on record. He's pulled plays on total access many a times, talking about digs and how sometimes opposing quarterbacks have picked on him. I wouldn't mind a little bit of strength there, but I do like MJD's call. So Orlando Brown Jr., James Bradbury, two potentially seismic, game-changing, roster-changing moves for the Cowboys in free agency. Let's turn to your Giants. You've just tipped your hand. James Bradbury would be the guy that if you could pick on the playground, it would be Bradbury? Yeah, so a couple things here. One, they're picking 25th. I still think I'd love to see the Giants go and grab one of those high-end wide receivers. It's been patchwork. I love the fact that they re-signed Isaiah Hodgins because I think he deserved that deal. This is a great tight end class. I think it's a good wide receiver class. I'd like to see them go in that direction. And if you're saying free agency, go and give me Bradbury. So I'm double dipping on the corner. <laughs> uh, give Mike Yam a smile on his face, MJD. Uh, pick somebody for him in free agency that you think would be a move, the move that the Giants should make uh, to, to make that roster really competitive, to go from what were they, sixth in the NFC yeah. to potentially being a division champion yeah. and get a home playoff I, game. I think it goes to, again, very simple. I paid my quarterback a bunch of money. I need to protect him. Uh, I'm going to go with the guard from the Philadelphia Eagles, Isaac Siamalu. Siamalu. Yeah. Again, you're stealing a, a great player from your, your division foe, a rival, and then you're able to put that piece into your offensive line. You have two really good bookend tackles. 
Now you add another strong guard piece in there. And I think, again, you go draft. It's hard to – the free agency wide receivers, unless you go OBJ, which we know they're not going to do. And th- th- think about it. Think about what this roster had. They had Evan Ingram, who's yes. played really well. Yeah. And they had Odell Beckham Jr. at one point yep. on this roster. Um, and so I don't think they'll go back in that situation because of what Kenny Galladay did to them. So I think they'll go with the draft, like like Mike said. But, again, if it's me, I'm, I'm going to sure up this offensive line, and then I'm going to kind of build everything else around it. Let's stay with you, MJD. Let's move to the Eagles, the defending NFC champion. Um, man, they played well in that Super Bowl. I still think Jalen Hurts was the MVP. What move would you make if you were Howie, Howie Roseman uh, in free agency to, to sort of give that Eagles team a real lift and a real message that we're going to continue to go onward and upward? Yeah, we're, I'm going to bring back Jason Kelsey. I want to make sure that's going to be my number one guy to bring back. That's my the number central one. central figure, the guy who touches the ball every play. My number one free agent and really losing our guard to the Giants. Like I just said, we have a rookie that can come in and play guard for another year, get him some playing reps, and then when, you know, hopefully we we're able to get back to the championship, find a way to win, let Kelsey go, slide him over, then we can have another guy ready to work. But to me, Kelsey, it's, it's not only what he did on the field, it's his leadership, the way he's able to galvanize his team. You know, his ability to play was probably one of the best linemen next to Trent Williams in the NFL. So you have a guy that can play at a high level no matter what's going on. He's playing a position where he's not getting hit a lot, right? He has a lot of help from his guards, and he's a dominant player. And then he's a leader in your locker room, too. If You you, you know, everyone talks about the Super Bowl slump uh, after winning it. You should see the teams that normally lose it, what happens to them. Yeah the next year. So you need to make sure you don't have that happen to you. Avoid the Super Bowl uh, vanquished hangover. Um, for MJD, it is to keep Jason Kelsey. He is the cornerstone, well, central stone in that offensive line and really for that offensive unit. Hard to disagree with MJD. Mike Am, what do you think? Totally. I, he would have been my pick there. And Malu, by the way, Baldy has been on record about those two guys specifically being absolutely terrific. So when you do talk about offensive line play and what the Eagles were able to accomplish, a lot of that credit needs to go to those two guys. So definitely two guys that I would focus in on. I know I mentioned Bradbury. I don't know if they bring him back. I thought it was odd. Uh, uh, um, CJ had posted on Twitter that it was sort of like a goodbye video to Philadelphia fans. So, you know, if you're thinking safety, like he's also a guy that I would consider, and I don't know if Miles Sanders is a guy that they're going to go and bring back. Uh, CJ, of course, Chauncey Gardner-Johnson. Copy yes. that. Okay, no, I just wanted to be yeah. clear because I keep CJ these days. Yeah. I think it's yeah. CJ Stroud. But yeah. no, Chauncey Gardner-Johnson, the safety yes. uh, who came to the Eagles, was a huge part of that Eagles defense. And again, keeping him, like keeping Kelsey, should be definitely on Howie Roseman's short list. No uh, guys, let's expand this. Give me one, just indulge me one more moment. Let's talk my commanders. What is the move that my commanders need to make uh, in free agency? Do you see one out there that would be significant and particularly helpful for my commanders who seem close yet again to being in the conversation, to being relevant, and yet... I don't know. Some days they look so far away. You know, they tag Payne. I'd love to see him get paid. Yes. Uh, like a real deal. Yep, Deron Payne. How, how good he's been. I'll give MJD the floor here because that offense was so horrifically bad. They have some pieces that are there. Quarterback play obviously is an issue. We talked about Lamar Jackson being an option. They don't have the capital, I don't think, to move up to get one of those guys. So maybe the stopgap is, and I know this is not a free agent move, but – it's roll with Howell, and if you can go and get Hooker maybe at the end of that first round, by all accounts, a lot of our draft experts have consistently said that Hendon Hooker, the kid out of Tennessee, is as talented as those other guys coming off of injury. 
I don't know that's necessarily what you want to hear. No, it's a, listen, I think I think context is everything. And I said when I teased today's show yesterday that maybe sometimes the best move is not to make a move at all. Your suggestion is maybe don't get too hoodwinked by uh, what you see in the free agency market. Maybe don't make a move there. Wait and make a savvy move in the draft. What would you do for my commanders? They're, they're gonna. They're, I'll tell you what they're gonna do. Other than Lamar, to, of course. Yeah, yeah. I talked uh, with Eric Bieniemy. Uh, in he how's he doing? You? Huh? Did he recruit you in high school? Yeah. Oh yeah, okay. I went to UCLA with him. That's where he coached that's, me, okay, and I was. I, I followed him to UCLA, so we're really good. Uh, and we talked about the offense. They're really excited about Sam House. I don't know. If they're going to try to reach for anyone there, I want you to look me in the eye. They're genuinely really excited about he, Sam. Yes, he, he's he's excited about. Okay, him. He had a high grade on him when they were in yes, Kansas sir. City, so yes, he was excited. He he believes, and this is this this is from him, and and, and he believes they have a lot of talent on the, as playmakers. Um, they need to shore up the offensive line, and I, I think that's everyone knows that, right? We need to go. So I think they're going to go. Uh, try to kind of pull what Kansas City did where they went out and drafted a bunch of guys yeah. and signed some free agents to kind of revamp that old line a little bit uh, and get that going. They think if they, they, they have a better they have a better chance of guys getting open uh, if they can protect a little bit longer, if they can run the ball a little bit better. So um, to me, I, I would say, I wouldn't say Orlando Brown Jr. I think it'd probably be uh, more of a B-level tackle. I know Orlando Brown's probably going to be sure. in the A-level A guy at the tackle position. He'll, do, he'll command a lot. So they'll look to probably add some guys in the draft for sure, but some some free agents as well to help kind of patch that thing together and, and get that offensive line right. Well, I can't tell you how much I appreciate the B-level help at the O-line position. Appreciate it very much. No, but, I mean, you look, you mentioned the Chiefs, and you're absolutely right. They had eight rookies play a significant role in their run yeah. to a championship. It can be done. All of you out there, all 32 teams, <laughs> if you're listening and you've got fandom and love for one of your teams, I don't care where you finished last season, whether you were at the top of the heap or at the bottom, there is always improvement to be done. And if you draft right and if you do well in free agency, man, you can turn around your fortunes like that. MJD, you get the last word today. I'm ready. I'll, I'll say this with the Washington Commanders. Look what the Chiefs did. They drafted a second-round guard, a six-round a second-round center, a six-round guard. They added a, a seventh-round running back. Well, yeah, seventh-round running back. You went and found – you traded for Orlando Brown. So there's there's a lot of options that yeah. the Washington Commanders can do, that, that they can do to kind of revamp that O-line. But they're excited about Sam Howe. And I think they're a team that, that – that's going to be sneaky. They're going to run the football well. They're going to take their shots. Um, but they – they you know, it's always a team that goes from worst to first. This year was the Jags. I'm put, I think I'm going to put my, my bottom dollar on the Commanders this year. I like your style. I there won't argue go. with that. Thank you so much, MJD. Thank you so much, Mike Yam. Free agency and the annual frenzy that comes with it only days from the start. But before we completely close the chapter on the combine, let's turn now to Bucky Brooks, who watched every second, every player, every drill, every dropped ball over the four days of on-field drills in Indianapolis. And he is here to report on who rose and who fell as a result of their combine performance. Bucky Brooks, take it away. Bucky, I ask you, when it comes to stock up and stock down, tell me the guy who helped himself the most. I mean, he's been the buzz of the combine yeah. since he performed. Anthony Richardson from Florida has been the guy that everyone is talking about. You talk about a remarkable athlete, and we saw that on display. 6'4", 244 pounds, uh, 443 in the 40, popped over 40 inches uh, with the vertical jump. And so just the raw athleticism reminds you a lot of Cam Newton. And even though there's some inconsistencies in his throwing, 
Uh, when you think about what Cam Newton was able to do, what Josh Allen has been able to do, and Jalen Hurts, they have helped themselves because they developed over the process. Some are saying maybe Anthony Richardson can do it. I'm going to go on the other side, too. So the guy that I think may have hurt himself the most, how about Will Levis hmm. from Kentucky? Will Levis and Anthony Richardson have been tied together because they were seen as the athletic guys who had some developmental potential. But when you look at Will Levis, the athleticism is there, but it's not quite to Anthony Richardson's level. And then the inconsistencies in the throwing that show up. And so when you're an evaluator and you're looking at both of these guys and which one you're going to take a chance on, Anthony Richardson's superior athleticism kind of puts him atop of Will Levis. So I think he tumbles a little bit when we have this evaluation as we continue to get closer to the draft. Now is the time to accelerate innovation. T-Mobile for Business is powering Formula One Las Vegas Grand Prix operations and epic fan experiences with secure, reliable 5G connectivity. Because an event this big and this fast deserves a network that can set the pace. See what our 5G advanced network solutions can do for your business at T-Mobile.com slash now. View 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. Hey guys, it's Steve Cavino from Cavino and Rich here to tell you the national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new Toyota truck like a rugged half-ton Tundra. Workhorse by nature, powerhouse by design, the Tundra combines raw capability with premium comfort and advanced tech to fuel your wildest adventures. And with the available iForce Max Hybrid powertrain, you can take electrifying horsepower farther than ever before. Or check out the fully redesigned Tacoma delivering trail-dominating power and captivating style. The new Tacoma was born to make your off-roading dreams come true. And with the new available tech, this legendary truck is getting even better. When you buy a Toyota truck... You buy Toyota dependability, meaning your truck will hold its value long into the future. So visit your local Toyota dealer. Check out the amazing national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. We interrupt this podcast to bring you the action star hiding in plain sight. You know him as MJD. But you're about to meet his alter ego, his inner action hero, Indiana Jones Drew. Indy, do your thing. Lights down. Start the film, please. It's time to go on an adventure. That's right. With Indiana Jones Drew. That's right, ladies uh-huh. and gentlemen. It's a cinematic experience, if you will. And we're going to start with the Raiders of the Lost Spark. What do the Raiders need to address in free agency? QB, obviously, but what else as we dig through this? Uh, QB is the most important. I mean, obviously, yes. So let's just go down the street. Let's go to Jimmy Garoppolo. Mm-hmm. Bring Jimmy back home. He was with Josh McDaniels in New England. You kind of get a guy that runs your system already, can throw to Devontae Adams, Darren Waller, Hunter Renfro, a cheaper version of what you had in Derek Carr, right? He may not be as athletic, 
but he knows how to run your system and gets the ball out on time and get the ball to where it needs to be. And he's a winner. Winner, familiarity with the coach there. Seems like it works. All right. Next sequel, The Temple of the Groomed QBs, because that's what it's looking like in Green Bay. Is Jordan Love the best option for the Packers? Has to be. Right? Said. We drafted him in the first round. I was trying to look out there to see what was going on. He has to be. When you're talking about Jordan Love, he sat behind Aaron Rodgers for, what, four years now. He's been the guy. We've heard all this positive news about him. I'm not going to go out and get anyone else. I'm going to see if this guy can be right. that guy. If he can't, we'll be drafting high enough to go get a guy like Caleb Williams from USC. If he is, we got a young quarterback that we can build around that knows our system. One QB just looking to get his shot. We've seen a small sample size from Jordan Love. Look that bad in what we did see him in. To a guy, well, a guy who just needs to get paid. Time for the last QB trade. Shoot the Ravens trade. No, Lamar. no. That's how I fast. I, when, I, when I go to restaurants, I'll say, what do we have for dessert? And if they say any type of bread pudding, I'm on it, yes. Give, give me that now. <laughs> no hesitation. That's how I feel about Lamar Jackson here. Baltimore, let's not do this. Let's not go on the charade. We don't even need to get on the plane. We can sit there with our professor. I can have my book right here. We don't have to do all this. Lamar's the answer. You know it. He knows it. We know it. Let's not mess with it. Lamar, stay home. That's it. I want to go to Baltimore anyways and go see my guy. And with that, the gift shop is to your right. Please pick up your photo on the way out of the park. Great stuff, MJD. MJD, I promised you an interview with the recently reinstated, now Jags wide receiver, Calvin Ridley. Calvin talked to our Bucky Brooks earlier this morning. MJD, put that smile on your face and listen to this, because what you are about to hear, you are about to like. After a year away from the NFL, what is it like to be a part of a team again? Uh, first of all, a year away from the NFL puts a lot of things in perspective for, for a young man like me, but um, a year away from the game um, and coming back now is just, it shows me I miss the game more than ever and that I love football more than ever. And football was something that I do and love and will always be what I love. Like, I know football has always been big, but like that year away from it, um, you know, you talk about falling back in love with the game. Like, how'd you come to that realization of falling back in love with it? Uh, well, just watching it. Having to watch it, having to watch it at home and knowing I really can't, there's nothing I can do to get back into the game until I get approval, you know? So that, you know, being the game being taken away from me, and I was just like, man, I can't even, I, I can't sit home all day. You know, I need a job. I mean, what I do is I always work every day. Football was my job for most of my life. So that was the hardest part, just not being able to run and, you know, be a part of a team and, you know, feel important at that moment. So it was hard. Well, now, I obviously can't talk to you without talking about right. the quarterback, Trevor Lawrence. Right. So, Trevor, you saw Trevor grow mm -hmm. this last year. What is it about Trevor that you're excited most about? Uh, his ability. Um, He's a great quarterback, young, smart, got an arm. I, mean, I just know that my tools, you know, <laughs> coming to play with him, I could just see, you know, us doing, you know, really, really, really big things. And, you know, he has the, the arm strength to reach me and, and I can get open on a lot of different guys. And we have a lot of, you know, teammates that can help, but I just think he is a, a, a great talent, the arm strength and me. And my ability with that, I think it can, it can really work out good. Well, look, so you're saying it. So you're fortunate now you jump into a situation where you have a <laughs> Super Bowl winning coach in Doug Peterson, who's also an offensive play caller. Uh, what are you most excited about when you have the opportunity to think about what he can do to help you and what yeah. you can do to help him 
in terms of getting the Jaguars to the next level? Yeah, um, winning. Uh, like I went to Alabama, I was a part of a winning culture there. You know, I know Atlanta's a winning culture too, but we didn't. We had a rough, a rough couple years. But I know Coach Doug has the formula to win, and you know I want to be a part of that, and that's what, you know, it's, that's what it's about. That's why we work hard to win those games and be in those important games. I want to be in important games, so I want to. I think Coach Doug and Trevor and the whole Jacksonville organization is going that direction. I, I want to be a part of that, man. How excited are you to get back involved, get back into the swing of things? Yeah, that's. I mean, that's the part of football I love. I, I love the competing. I mean, I wish April 17th was tomorrow. That's what I'm here for. I want to play football, you know? So, I mean, I can't tell y'all how excited I am. I'm sat out a whole season. I mean, the season just ended. I mean, I, now I'm back in and this process is slower for me to perform, you know? So, just taking it slow one foot at a time, but I can't wait. Jax fans have obviously been like tweeting at you, supporting you, really excited about you joining. Yeah. Uh, what does it mean to have their support in your corner? Yeah, it just shows me that, you know, they, they, they're welcoming. I mean, I'm, they know that I'm a good player and that I can help this organization and they just, you know, the team is on the rise and they're, they're, they're building my confidence and I'm trying to build theirs. So that's a great thing. You are listening to NFL Total Access, the podcast. I'm your host, NFL Network senior writer, Andrew Levy, and we finished today with a draft day one round, April 27th, draft day one, round of what should they do? We will eventually get to all of the divisions in the NFL, all eight of them, but we are going to begin today with the AFC South. The Colts draft at four. The Texans have two picks at two and at 12. The Jags pick 24th, and of course the Titans are sitting there at 11. I didn't exactly give that to you in numerical order, but here is what our guys believe they should do with each one of those picks. It's not a mock draft, it's a shock draft. We'll send it out to the TA set. We are focusing in on this AFC South. The Jags right now, they're on the clock because they picked 24th. MJD, what's the direction they should go? Oh, we just got Calvin Ridley, Bucky. Thank you. I appreciate it. I was one of the Jag fans tweeting to him. But listen, we're going to go cornerback. We're going to fix up this defense. We just cut uh, one of our corners. We're going to go Keely Ringo out of Georgia. Give us another top-notch corner, 4-3-6-40. Great ball skills. Can do everything. Can cover man-to-man as we see him blitzing here. Just another piece to our defense to get the ball back to Trevor Lawrence so he can get the ball to Travis Etienne and company. Hey, I like going with the defense, but how about building strength upon strength and go offense? Maybe a tight end like Dalton Kincaid. Now you have Evan Ingram to go with Dalton Kincaid. You have 12 personnel, meaning one back, two tight ends, two wide receivers. You can do a bunch of different things. Remember, Doug Peterson going all the way back to his days in Philly. Multiple tight ends give defenses problems. You could maybe see Dalton Kincaid be a problem. Yeah, Daniel Jeremiah, by the way, on his mock heading into the combine, had Kincaid as his first tight end off the board. Let's flip it to the Texans, picking 12. Bucky, what's the pick? Oh, it has to be a quarterback. How about Bryce Young? Quarterback Bryce Young being able to do it, making plays, doing all the things that you want to see a franchise quarterback do. I think he's a perfect fit as D'Amico Ryans wants to bring that San Francisco-style offense to H-Town. Yeah, Bucky, that's where you talk about it, too. We're going to get there in a second. We talk about it 12. But anyways, I was going to give you a chance. You said Ohio State in the meeting, so I'll give you a little Ohio State. But I'm going to go with Zay Flowers. You know why? Because a guy by the name of Steve Smith Sr. said that he's one of the best, if not the best receiver in the game. If the, if the Texans take Bryce Young at two, we got to give him a playmaker. AFC South, try to figure out a way it could go. This guy, yes, he's 5'9". 
maybe a little bit taller than 5'9", but he plays big like my dog, Steve Smith. All right, so I'm thinking about the Titans at 11 here. Bucky, is there a guy that makes sense for them at this spot? Oh, just stay in state. How about Darnell Wright, the big, yeah. uh, massive mauler brawler on the edge? Titans got to get back to playing physical football at the point of attack. He is the best right tackle in the class. Could be right there at 11 sitting for them. Yeah, I'll go with Paris Johnson, Ohio State. Got to protect our quarterback. We just lost Taylor Lewan. Got to get a left tackle to protect him because the Jags have two rush ins. Yeah. Colts at four. MJD, what's the oh, direction? Oh, my goodness. At four? You know who we're, we're going to jump up to one and go get this guy, Anthony Richardson. Did you see the combine? Did you see what he did? Did you see him run that 4-4-4? Did you see him throw the ball, do a backflip at the end? We need that type of playmaking ability for the Indianapolis Colts. Ooh, I mean, I like the position quarterback. Let's go with C.J. Stroud, uh, polished quarterback. You think about Sane Steichen and what he's been able to do with the guys. C.J. Stroud being able to throw the ball. He can deliver from the pocket. Has the athleticism to maybe give you a little something more. He is the most natural pass in the draft. I'm going to go with him for the Colts. All right, Houston, the two picks in the first 12. This is number two. Bucky already told us that he likes Bryce Young. Who do you like? I, I like C.J. Stroud. I, I think, again, C.J. Stroud, he's a bigger, stronger quarterback. Uh, when you look at the Texans in their history, they've always gone with the taller guy. Not saying that they will or they won't, but this is kind of matches what they do. Like Bucky said, I mean, big, strong quarterback can make all the throws. Great leader. That's what you're looking for. Yeah, it's been a ton of fun to watch some of these guys. And, of course, we'll get eyes on all of these quarterbacks, those pro days. Get to see Bryce actually throw. We got you covered over on NFL+. Plus. I want to thank today's special guests, the former NFL rushing champ, the former all-pro running back, Maurice Jones, Drew, and of course, the co-host of NFL Total Access, the broadcast, and the NFL Explained podcast. You really have to listen to that, guys. Mike Yam hosts that with Michael Robinson, and it is a really good listen. You want to know more about the game you love? Check out NFL Explained, the podcast. Big thanks to Mike Yam. Big thanks to MJD. I want to invite you back Friday when we ask the question, to trade or not to trade? That is the question for guys like Lamar Jackson, DeAndre Hopkins, Derek Henry, do you trade them? Do you keep them? What is the answer for such glittering stars in the NFL? Another question, can Jordan Love carry the Packers? Will he have to? We, of course, will remain on Aaron Rodgers' watch. Plus, our scouting combine expert, our draft expert, Daniel Jeremiah, has a new post-combine top 50 prospect list. We will take a very close look at that list. Who is rising and who is falling and how that will affect the NFL draft. Till then, ciao for now. NFL Total Access is a production of the NFL in partnership with iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Introducing the first ever Grand Highlander, a mid-sized SUV with the ideal combination of space, performance, style, and advanced tech. The roomy Grand Highlander boasts three spacious rows with available seating for up to eight. It's available 362 horsepower. Hybrid Max powertrain on limited and platinum trims delivers the power, acceleration, and efficiency so your family can take on any adventure. There's even a standard digital key, a panoramic view mirror, and a 12.3-inch multimedia touchscreen so you always arrive on time. Live life grander in the first-ever Toyota Grand Highlander. Learn more at toyota.com slash Grand Highlander.
This is Amy Brown from Four Things with Amy Brown. Today, Healthier is happening at CVS Health in more ways than you've ever seen. It's wellness destinations for seniors, including select locations with Oak Street Health and CVS Pharmacy. It's doctors, nurses, pharmacists, and everyone in between offering quality care and support virtually, in person, and on the phone. It's in-home evaluations through Signify Health and meeting mental health needs through Aetna. And those are just a few of the ways that Healthier is happening. To see more, visit cvshealth.com slash healthier happens together. CVS Pharmacy, Oak Street Health, CVS Specialty, Signify Health, and Aetna are part of CVS Health. Eligibility and services vary by location and individual. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. 